0: All right, so we are episode three of Beyond Sunday, and we are so glad that you joined us. I know my kids are really excited about today's guest, like they have been asking when this episode is going to come out, and I know a lot of people are excited about it. I'm excited to be able to host this one because Lisa Maitland <laughs> is with us today on Beyond Sunday, and we're profiling all these staff members, but Lisa, you, um, I won't tell any of the others, you're my favorite. Um, <laughs> I have really just enjoyed, it's been 11 years of just serving (laughs) alongside you. You were the uh, children's associate when I came aboard and you made me feel right at home. And I am so thankful for you. You've been a blessing to so many of our staff kids. And uh, so it's just been really a great journey to have you. And one of the first things that you talked about was you pronounced your name Lisa and you (laughs) said it's backwards for Hazel Mm -hmm. and you could tell it had a meaning to you and so that was really cool and and also just being on staff we go to staff lunches on monday and <laughs> you get to hear all of the unique pronunciations of your name so tell us a little bit about like where your name came from uh-huh. and what are some of the craziest pronunciations you've ever heard of your name
1: okay well thank you so much for the kind words let we'll me start with that and it's a pleasure and honor to work with you and Love love your family and love the families at FBC Allen. And speaking of family, so I was named after my great-grandma Hazel. So that's where I got my name. Okay. So my mom, I don't know how she thought of this to spell my <laughs> name backwards, but my great-grandma Hazel was a pillar of faith in our family. And my mom was baptized at the church that my great-grandma Hazel went to. My mom accepted Christ that summer spending with my great-grandma Hazel. So she was a really huge pillar of faith in our family. And so you wonder, like, if it wasn't for... Great Grandma Hazel, would my mom have had that strong faith and would she had passed that faith down to mm. me? So I feel honored to be named after her. But my name does get uh, said <laughs> wrong all the time. So probably the funniest one recently was Lizard. I've had Nazy, Wheezy, Lizia. Uh Oftentimes I'll get an email and they purposely leave the Z out because they think there's no way this girl's name's Lisa. It's got to be Leah. Leah. Or I get Lisa a lot. So. Really? All the time, all the time. So if you've been calling me Lisa for years, it's okay. Just know that it's, it's actually Lisa. Lisa.
0: <laughs> and Lisa is so nice. She never corrects anybody. Like literally when they say the name, she's like, uh-huh, yeah. And she knows how to respond to like 30 different pronunciations of the name. It's it's so incredible. And one of the things that I really like I love about you is names are important to you. Mm-hmm. You know every child's name that walks in this campus. Like, and you, you know them and you remember them. And you know, every adult too, like you are our database. Like we use Shelby next. It's an okay database, (laughs) but Lisa is next to none to that. Like we need a name. She's got it right there. So how do you, how did you come about that great gift of just knowing names and remembering? It's incredible.
1: Well, you know, I feel like God gave me that gift and I am so grateful for it. But I think too, when you have a unique name, when someone can say your name, right, it Mm. means the world to you. So I, I really try to study people's names and um, even like come up with things that will help me to remember their names, because it's so important. And they say your name is your greatest. It's your greatest asset. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you want to know how to say their names, but also um, you want to know, know our congregation. You want to know these people, know their stories. And to be known is what we're all looking for. So I, I really try to know people's names. And if I've said your name wrong, please correct me. I want to, I want to say it Right.
0: It's a good word, and we're seeing more kids that have unique names that mean a lot, Mm -hmm. and they they know that. You know, Mm -hmm. like both of our boys, Grady and Cobb. Everybody's Mm -hmm. like, those are so different. Like a lot of times we get Grady. Oh, that sounds like my grandpa's name or something. Mm But they have unique meanings to them, and kids Mm -hmm. really prize that. And and you see when when you say their name, they light up because it's like they have a school teacher that's like just bashing their name, like you know, just saying it differently, Mm -hmm. and you you love to just say their name correctly and and i love that because that's the first way of really connecting with somebody Mm -hmm. i think when we know their name yeah and that's a lost art especially at church we're like hey what's up hey dude hey man hey lady hey bro hey bro and and, girl and we've seen them every sunday but we don't Mm -hmm. know their name so they need to go up and just get to know their name right and and remember it yes and And you want
1: to hear something very ironic is i'm I cannot remember anything else. Like when I was growing up, my mom had to put stuff on the door handle so I'd remember it to grab it. Or I have to put everything on my phone to remind me. So it's kind of ironic that <laughs> I cannot remember hardly anything, but I can remember names.
0: That's awesome. I'd rather do that than remember like a grocery <laughs> list or something like that. I can't remember names, but I can remember like grocery lists. It's it's pointless, so it not really help me. Well, a little bit about yourself. So mm-hmm. one of the things that you you have a great history here at FBC Allen. But it seems like when we run into an Allen, you're like, you're related to him. In fact, you were related, like, Jeff Mize, you call him cuz. Mm-hmm. Like, so y'all are related somewhere down the <laughs> Sorry, line, right? Yeah. But tell us a little bit about your backstory. Like, sure. you know, how you came to FBC Allen, like, mm-hmm. growing up, you know?
1: Yeah, so I, we moved here when I was four, and um, my dad did not ever attend church for this, but mom... Always made sure that was uh, important, and we were here every Sunday. Um, my mom had to work full time, but she was always my GA leader or my Sunday school wow. teacher. She always made sure that was uh, something that she could do. She couldn't do it necessarily during the week, but if, if it was related to church, she was going to help and, mm-hmm. and serve. Um, you know, my stepdad grew up in McKinney, my mom grew up in Allen, McKinney, and my dad grew up in Allen. So we have a lot of relatives <laughs> in this area. Um, but you know, something sweet about FBC Allen before I even came here. My dad's side, um, I love them dearly, but faith is not a part of a lot of their stories. Mm-hmm. And so, but FBC Allen, this church, when my grandfather died, this church bought my family their funeral clothes. Oh wow! This church, uh, my grandparents, who again faith journey uh, was not something that was a, a priority in their life, dear dear people, but they they got married at this church. Oh wow! And um, also. Uh, this church a few years ago built a, a ramp for my cousin that had been hit by a car and needed a handicap ramp. I mean this church has done so much for my family. And so it's neat to see that God was preparing me uh, for ministry at this church after he's already, <laughs> already ministered to my family in so many different ways. But, you know, uh, Mom uh, still faithfully serves here at FBC Allen, and that's probably one of my favorite things, getting to serve with family here. But, you know, mom was always, you know, there was a time where she sang in the choir. She, like I said, she taught. Um, She did that with my sisters and I and my brother. And so faith was a a journey that she instilled in all of us. And I'm just so grateful that I've been able to grow up at this church and now work at this church. Um, I was baptized at this church and felt my call to ministry at this church. Um, And so I've seen God just work through me through relationships here in, in FBC Allen has become a family to me. And, uh, but yes, I do have a lot of relatives. There's probably, I probably, it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but almost like kind of
0: like that a lot of family <laughs> <in this> area. <laughs> I know them. they're connected somehow, That's something's right. happening. So, you know, talking about growing up and talking about growing up in FBC Allen and, and also in Allen, who was your greatest influence growing up?
1: Yeah, my mom's probably going to listen to this and be so mortified because she never wants, you know, any credit. She doesn't want you to put any attention on her, but definitely my mom. Um, Mom has always had a heart for missions. And, um, you know, she got to go on a couple mission trips with International Commission when she was in college. Mm. Um, And getting to go with International Commission, you know, 20-plus years later, getting to go with that same organization. But also, Mom always taught me in GAs and in ACT teams. And so Mom's heart for missions... You know, I felt a call to missions when I was in third grade. And I remember going, like, so I really understand that. But I remember I went up to the front of the church by myself. Like, there was no one, like, asking me to go. I just felt, like, called to do missions. And so I love that FBCL and also has that turn of missions. But I would say my mom, just seeing her Bible open at the breakfast table, um, making church a party every every week and, and serving. And my mom, uh, I don't I don't think she would uh, feel... She would feel out of sorts if she wasn't serving somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, And she also made sure that if we said we were going to be at something, we had to be at it. There was no excuses. That's like, awesome. you signed up for it. You said you're going to serve. It's a great you're gonna mom. So, yeah, I would say my mom for sure.
0: That's incredible. You talk about missions. Like, I never knew that I see mm-hmm. connection. Like, mm-hmm. that your mom. that, And you're so passionate about that. So, that makes a lot of That's awesome mm-hmm. just to know and learn something new mm-hmm. about you. And you talk about missions and the passion you have actually a story that was to me and Grady were talking last night and one of his friends uh, just moved here from another country. And he says, yeah, they heard about Jesus. They were Buddhists mm-hmm. and they heard about Jesus overseas and they became Christians. Mm-hmm. And he goes, dad, that's a missionary, right? And I'm like, yeah. And that's what he's learning in children's ministry. Mm-hmm. And that I love that because it's like, he's getting to see that hands-on and you've really, you've really developed that in all of our, our kids, like they want to do missions and they know what it means and they're they're connecting it at school. So they're living it out. and So that, that's just a props to you, but also just knowing that it, it's connecting and, and your passion, your mom's passion for missions.
1: Well, and all glory to God because um, God is pursuing these these kids and God's showing them that they can serve.
0: Yeah. They
1: can be on mission in Allen, Texas or overseas. And um, I love that that's been part of FBC Allen's history because they did the same thing. And I remember as a as a young child around Grady and Cobb's age that I loved going to missions. I yeah. loved it. I loved hearing from the missionaries. I loved getting to do mission action projects. And so, um, you know, all glory to God, but also I love that our church is based, they love sharing God's word and sharing the gospel.
0: It's incredible. And, and it, it, there is such a heart for that. And one of the things that's unique about our church is we don't have silos in ministry. Like, mm-hmm you know, we're doing all sorts of things. We're helping each other out. Like we're jumping in the VBS, you're jumping in with youth camps, and there's just so much going on. And so you, we're going to talk about children's ministry in, in a minute because yeah. that is your heart. But you have so much of a heart for singles, coeds, eds uh, ladies, ministries. And so you do just more than children's ministry. So you're doing a co-ed Bible study. Mm-hmm. Weekly, right? Like mm-hmm. on Sunday nights, mm-hmm. um, online. Yeah. And you also do a ladies' Bible study, right? So yes. you're doing a lot. Like people don't realize you are busy. Like every night you're doing something. Tell us a little bit about that coed Bible, uh, coed singles Bible yeah. study. Yeah.
1: So they're both uh, for singles, and you know, it, <laughs> it's my single friends out there, you'll understand. It's a gift that you're always like. I don't really know if I want this gift. Like <laughs> I'd like to kind of give it away. Like. Can I get rid of this gift? Yeah. It,
0: it, I want to move on past yeah, this. Or it's something. like
1: a white elephant gift that keeps on giving, yes. you know? But uh, doing <laughs> this uh, single study, you know, our first one was Detours, the co-ed one, and it talked about, you know, when you're in that season, do something with it. Like, mm-hmm. you, this may not be the, the hope for your life or the plan for your life that you thought, but do something in that season. Bless someone else that's in that same journey. And so the pandemic, I think, really just, grew my heart for singles and I wanted to just be a a, a place for them and go, Hey, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I know our single journeys are maybe different, but Hey, I can at least know where you're coming from. And, um, you know, I, one of the things that breaks my heart is knowing that there's people out there that if they're in a tragedy, if they're in a hard place and they have no one to call like that absolutely breaks my heart. And so if you're listening to this and that's that's you, please call me. I will. Yeah. I want to be there for that's you. Awesome. I don't want anyone to ever yeah. be in a place where they don't have someone to call. And I think singles we're not always the best about reaching out when mm. we are in those dark places and those hard places. And I'll tell you, I can't speak for all singles, but the weekends are sometimes are often our loneliest times and mm. nighttime, because you know when you have a job, you're around people or you're staying busy. Yeah. But then, or even in the weeknights, there's things going on. But when you get on the weekend, sometimes it's like. There'll be days where like, I haven't talked to another person all day long. And so I think that's kind of where my heart is, is wanting to minister to that group of singles. Um, because we know uh, that sometimes that's a group that isn't always necessarily like brought up a lot, but also yeah. it's a huge chunk of our population. I think in Allen, it's one in four are single, mm-hmm. which means they're either single, never married, maybe divorced and single again, or widowed, whatever. So one in four are mm-hmm. singles, and so this is a this is a huge ministry field, um, and also you know during the pandemic, stress hit us differently. And yeah. I thank the Lord that I had this job because I had people to see. But for those that you know were working from home, isolation can be so dangerous. And so that was another reason I really wanted to. Just kind of find new ways to minister to singles. And I'll tell you, this is kind of a funny story. And I know I've shared this with several on staff, but I lost a lot of hair during the pandemic. Yeah. You know, your body reacts to stress differently. My poor Rimba was going, hair, hair, <laughs> hair, you know, like cleaning <laughs> up hair. Do you have a pet? Is
0: there a pet? <laughs> oh my in gosh,
1: it's like, please, lady, quit losing all that hair. And you know, I I did. I lost a lot of hair. And wow. I really think it was stress related. Mm-hmm. And I never had my body react to that. But I think all of us through the pandemic are realizing we're reacting to stress in a different way. Yeah, big time. And so, um, but yeah, singles out there, hey, I love you and I'm praying for you and please reach out to me. I'm the no expert, but I'm in the same boat that you're in. And uh, our storms may be different, but I'm yeah. in the same boat as you. And I want to minister to you if I can, but That's also awesome. let's just talk about highs and lows of singleness but also too there's huge blessings in being single because you know i have availability to go and have lunch with people or coffee with people when you're married and have a family that's not always you don't always have those same type of opportunities and so you know it's i would say every single would tell you it's hills and valleys there's great times and there's hard times just like in every person's life right but use this season of singleness and I told Carrie this, you know what? Get those Fiesta dishes. Don't wait for your registry. Don't hey, wait amen. for that wedding. Or yes. Go get those Fiesta dishes. Yeah. So that was what I would tell my friends that are single right that's now. That's awesome. Don't wait. Get it. Get that Roomba. I did. Costco.
0: Nice. Yeah. On, on a deal probably too. Yes. Oh, yes. that's cool. So a Roomba is, is you talked about that and how you were going into like this <laughs> new technology world and like Roomba was going to take over the world. I remember when you talked about that, it's like, what's this going to do to my house? But you know, it, it's fun. <laughs> So I want to do a deep dive. We're going to talk about the pandemic in a minute Mm -hmm. and talk about just a lot of stuff that went on with that. But I guess for everyone out there, one of the things that I've always struggled with with church is church is almost like that progression. And and I saw it when I was growing up. When I was an intern, I was single. You got to get married. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like the next progression is when you get married. Once you get married, when are you going to have kids? Mm-hmm. And then when are your kids? Like, okay, when are you going to... You know, and there's progressions that we go at. And that's kind of been the church's rhythm mm-hmm. is marriage is the penultimate, like, you've arrived. You know, yeah. you, you hear that a lot. And, um, you know, I heard that my sister was single and it got to the point where my my grandmother was offering my cousin to marry. <laughs> like, she's like, you got to get married. And mm-hmm. it, it was so like, it was so demeaning to my sister and she mm-hmm. struggled with that, you know. And, and I think for singles... As someone in the church, how can we minister to singles and, and not be like, well, until you get married, it's like you're you're, yeah. you're you're providing until they get married. But some people choose single singlehood for the rest of their life, and that is what God's called them to, and that's yeah. okay. They're not yeah. broken. We we feel like they're broken or something or like in- that. incomplete. Incomplete. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, oh yeah, you 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 go to the yeah. singles area, and it's like a part of the barn or something yeah. like that that we have. So. Is it okay, like you know, you're talking about like weekends are the loneliest time. Mm-hmm. Inviting a single over for dinner with your yes. family, like, what are some ways that we can minister to singles yes. that isn't offensive or trying to groom them? Like, hey, you come over and I'll bring this, you know, guy over and I'll try <laughs> to match make you. Instead, just having you know, like, yes. not being offensive to it. What are some ways that you see that us as a church can love yes. on singles? Great
1: question. I think like invite us to your family barbecues or like if your kids has a soccer game and you're and that single person has a relationship with that family. I love going to get soccer games yes. or their plays or whatever, you know, I think, um, honestly, if you just include them in what you're already doing, your everyday life, that means so much to them. I think two, you know, two of the most famous singles in the Bible, you have Paul and Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And we forget that. Two people that, change the world we're singles and I think oftentimes and nothing against the church but yeah there is this sense that until you marry you're not complete right yeah but also in the Bible it talks about in singleness you're able to keep your focus on sharing the gospel and growing in your faith yeah. and so I do feel grateful that I do have more time than maybe someone that does have more responsibilities and I do that I can put my focus on my relationship with the Lord and I think um you know one of the best things you can do for a single is maybe not ask well when are you gonna get married? Because yeah. that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little dagger in the heart, you know? It's a you're...
0: reminder of something that yes. really isn't something you may not even be thinking about that time. You're yes. like it's not on my radar.
1: Yes. And they're like, Well, it
0: should be. And you're like
1: And you know, I'll be honest, and I don't even care who knows this, I've recently started doing online dating and I had a guy ask me, Well, do you even want to get married and have kids? And I was like, I absolutely do. That is my prayer every yeah. day. But before that, I want to be obedient to Christ. So if that's not his my his call for me. I want to be content in that, yes. and it just hurt that he asked that. I'm like, you don't you don't even know my heart. You know yeah. that is my heart. I would love for that to happen, but if it doesn't, I want to be content in whatever God's will absolutely and his, timing, and his timing. Absolutely. And if Sarah can have a baby at 90, hey, you never know what can happen.
0: Well, it's true. I mean, our age, like, and that's the thing. Like, generationally. People are getting married later and later like, because we have to, de- like, we have to develop what's going on and it's harder to find your job, move jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, and you know, you talk about like, you don't have to, like, I have to consult with, if we go on a mission trip, you're like, okay, cool. I'll sign up. Yeah. I have to go home, look at a calendar, ask my wife, Morgan, like, can I go, you know, yes. and, and all that type of stuff. And a lot of times I have to say no, because there is family responsibility. God yes. has called me in that family responsibility. And, know it's amazing to see singles jumping in and and doing like you know i the our students when they graduate they want to go do missions yeah and and i have a lot of like people ask well do they want to get married no they want to do god's will Mm -hmm. you know and that that's how i respond to it It, Mm -hmm. it, they're wanting to do god's will They're, they're wanting to do be faithful to god and if they meet that person along the way then so be it. Yeah. They do have a passion for like, they, you know, they absolutely have a a passion for wanting to meet someone and have family, but they have a passion for God and being obedient.
1: Yeah. And getting to use those opportunities while you're single to glorify God, you know, get that passport, have it ready. You know, if you're single and you have a heart for missions, have that passport ready so you can be ready to go. Or, um, those late night calls that you might get from someone. Hey, I'm in the hospital. I need someone to sit with me. Hey, you can do that. So just be ready. Like, Use your singleness, again, this gift that you think, oh, this isn't the gift I wanted, use it. And, you know, I come from a place of, that's a place from a lot of tears mm-hmm. and a lot of long nights that you're like, is this ever gonna happen for me? I still feel that way, but yeah. also when you're um, trying to minister to people in that same season, you feel the Lord saying, I got gotcha. You yeah. know, I'm with you, I haven't heard you, I have heard every single tear, every every cry, but I'm doing something any right now. And so trust my plan, trust my timing. And if I could tell singles anything, read the book of Genesis. It is mm. full of people waiting on the Lord for something, but also when they didn't wait, what happens? The repercussions. And so if I could tell the singles anything, That's awesome. read Genesis, read Job. It's a book of lament. He had he had all these things happen to him, but he was faithful to God and God restored him. So if if you have to Pick out some some things just to remind you. Uh, singles, we need reminders. Yeah, We do. We need reminders to so wait patiently, wait for his plan, wait for his timing. And Genesis is full of that. It's
0: full That's of cool. Good words, good words. And then you also do the Ladies Bible Study. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as a pandemic, like with, with ladies and, and just different backgrounds, what do you see in trending in, in like women's ministry and just sure. reaching women as a church? Like what are some things that you would say— these are great things you're kind of seeing in reaching women because you really have a great um, kind of talking about the online Bible study and mm-hmm. how you're reaching and, and stuff like that. What are just some things that you would say to the church, like just as far as women's ministry? Sure.
1: Well, one thing I've found is that online has worked really well because let's be honest, a lot of our the women in our church and moms, they're, they're tuned in from soccer practice. They might be tuned in from work. Yeah. We might live in different cities. Like I have a friend that's part of our singles ministry co-ed group and she's in Oklahoma you know so she's able to join us so meeting people where they're at also connection ladies we love to connect with people we love talking over a meal guys Chris you probably have never had a three-hour lunch with another guy right lord no
0: as soon as the food's done we're gone okay
1: ladies we're all about that like we'll sit and talk (laughs) for for hours and then the waitstaff's probably like come on you know but we do we love to talk we love to interact and also we love transparency so let's just be real with each other hey it's a rough day I'm having a hard day Mm. or I really need some prayer I'm struggling with this you know so just I think again I can't speak for all the ladies but I would say I've seen we want transparency we want realness we want connection and we want community and um, it doesn't have to be structured, you know. Uh, with my ladies, Bible study, we'll finish a Bible study and then we'll meet for dinner the next there week. You go. No, no agenda. Hey, let's figure out how we can pray for each other this week. But let's just talk. And I think it has to be a has has to be a mix of both. I would say yeah. you need to have that time where you're growing together in your faith because you're learning from each other, but also you need that time to just talk and just kind of talk about what's going on in your life. So kind of a a, a beautiful mix of community and growth.
0: And it's there available all the time. That, that's the beauty of online ministry. That mm-hmm. I really, when I stepped into this, I realized ministry can happen in any time, in, anytime, in mm-hmm. any space. You're Absolutely. not restricted to a Wednesday or a Sunday. You can do Bible study anytime. Mm-hmm. And, and we have that availability of getting connected to a Facebook group. Yeah. So getting connected to that Facebook group, and then through that Facebook group, we may have a Zoom mm-hmm. Bible study, or just even a, a group that meets just to talk. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, you meet at like Rosa's. Yeah. And and have like three or four. That, and so there's that funnel of just connection, and that's what I love about online. Online mm-hmm. isn't. I think a lot of people hear online, and it's like, oh, you're you're forsaking meeting together. Yeah. But really, what it is is it's a it's a step in getting people connected. Absolutely. Um, and that's what we see it as. We don't want to forsake the meeting of people, yes. but we're connecting with people that feel isolated. And that? I
1: would say even too, sometimes people are more open to talk about what's really going on in their lives when they're in their home. Yes. Their comfort spot, their place that they feel safe. And I will say, okay, let's just say we have a, an in-person Bible study of singles and only mm-hmm. four show up. It's going to be a little awkward. Let's just be honest. But you have four online. It's not. Because you can have a different conversation. You're in a different comfort level. And I think sometimes those smaller groups online, you're going to have more discipleship, more openness than you may would have in that same
0: classroom in person. Because you feel safe. You're not walking into an unknown area with Mm -hmm. unknown people. You can get on that computer and you can go in if it's just awkward or like you feel not in a safe space or Mm -hmm. something like that. So Mm -hmm. that's incredible. Okay, so children's ministry now. Now we're going to talk about kids because children are your passion and it's amazing to see that. And I think one of the things that we hear from parents all the time is the COVID pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, It has really impacted all of us. It's kind of like what we talk about, like with any other event, we talked about 9-11 and how that impacted. We saw it on TV, we experienced it. And so it kind of created some trauma. But over time, there was a finite end to it. Yeah, it affected us as far as like what we did as far as travel and stuff yeah. like that. But this, we're constantly reminded of it. Like school, the kids are different. You know, Morgan yeah. posted something last night that was like, Cobb, who's in second grade, has not had a normal year of school yet. Yeah. Um, and so we see that with kids. So yeah. what are trends or things you're seeing with kids, yes. uh, children's ministry churches that are really kind of coming out of COVID and and it's starting to become a norm for us.
1: Yeah. And you know, we talked last week, Chris, about um, with grief and trauma, children will oftentimes revert back to things that they had already done. For example, they may revert to not being potty trained anymore. Mm -hmm. or They may say, you know what, we want to go back and sleep in mom and dad's room. Mm -hmm. You know, I think parents, again, I, I, I don't know everything, but I would say this is a season that we're all doing together and we're all trying to figure things out and so there may be those times where your kids revert back to something that they did pre-pandemic just kind of help them through that give them grace yeah but also i'd say don't expose them to uh, limit their exposure to news stories um things like that because uh, we know that that so there's adult issues that kids just don't need to have in their brains they may may make them go just kind of in the spiral of thinking about things. And so I think just being really careful about what you're saying, because, you know, all, I know that tablets and things like that are great, but just because they're on their tablet doesn't mean they're not hearing the conversation mom and yeah. dad are having. So I would say Absolutely. be very careful about those conversations. Try to not include them in adult things. You know, kids have enough to worry about, they don't need to add more things on their plate that are adult issues. They're not your
0: counselor. I think sometimes, mm-hmm. like, I, you, you almost like, you wanna, it's like your comfort pet. Yeah. And it sounds really weird. I hate saying yes. that, but I I see a lot of parents that they they talk to their kid because there's innocence to a child. And yeah. so it's almost like a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um and and it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh in, in fact, so that like Grady, we were talking one night and he was like, Yeah, my friends talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. So they're not seeing it on the news. Like we don't watch the news. We we try to take that away. But yeah. at school they're hearing it. Yeah. Because other parents are talking to their kids or mm-hmm. there's stress going on in that. And so mm-hmm. how do you address kids that are, they're hearing it constantly at school. Sure. I mean, it's there.
1: Yeah. And one thing about kids, especially with trauma, if they don't see their parents grieving, they may not, they're going to hold their grief. They mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, I think it's a thing they want to, they want to protect their parents. Just like we're wanting to protect them. Yeah. What we don't realize sometimes is that they will not allow themselves to grieve until they see mom or dad or mm-hmm. grandma or grandpa grieve. And I think too, it's okay to tell your kids to just say, you know what, I just don't really want to talk about that and let them know that through their friends. You know, and one thing I saw if a child has lost, let's just say a, a close family member, and let's be honest, with COVID, it's a very they real possibility, it. right? Yeah. That they have lost a dear family member or friend to COVID, to say, to tell them, to coach them. I've lost so-and-so, but I'm just not really ready to talk yeah. about it. Or I just don't really want to talk about it. And I think, too, parents, if, you're, if your children are going through, let's just say a major loss or a really hard time for them, let your school know that. Let their Sunday school teachers know that. Um, keep that confidentiality. Yep. But they're going to be able to minister to that child if they know a little bit of what's going on. And so um, I would say keep people informed that you, that you trust, you know, those people that you trust, um, but also allow your kid to say, I don't want to talk about this, yeah. I don't want to. And you know what, let's be honest, those kids probably don't really want to talk about it either and they just need someone to say, I don't want to talk about it. let's talk about something different.
0: Moving on, yes. you know, it, yeah. it, cause I was with a parent at, at the school and I was dropping off something and the parent was like, man, I, I just, I fear for our kid. Mm-hmm. Like fear was really driving their conversation. Mm-hmm. And I said, just stop and listen. And they and you could hear the kids just playing on the playground. Mm-hmm. They were having an incredible time. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I think, for some of us, we we don't understand. Kids are resilient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's they're dealing with a lot of trauma. Yeah. But at the same time, I think sometimes we we project that on them as mm-hmm. adults, um, and and we project our fears on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and one of the things we kind of see trending is the fear that we have. We isolate our own kids mm-hmm. um, from being in community. Yeah, is that do you yes. see that happening? And is that healthy to Oh, we need to pull our kids out, and we need they just need to be home with us, protected. You know, and I get that, and I don't yeah. want to push people, but yeah. kids need to be around community, right?
1: Absolutely. I would say, you know, um, give yourself permission to find what best works for your family, mm-hmm. okay? That's going to look differently for a lot yeah. of people. Um, but also, children do need community. And so, if, if you're not ready to maybe um, be around a lot of people, try the online options, or... Yeah. Uh, yeah, find just some creative ways that you can, because kids do in a community, and I will say kids understand brokenness probably better than they ever have because of the pandemic. They understand ugliness and that the world is broken. And I will say this summer, I have seen um, just life transformation in several of our preteens, like at preteen camp in BBS, And they, uh, they prayed to ask Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. And I saw a different side of brokenness, a different side of questions. I also think, too, a trend I'm seeing is, you know, it used to be that oftentimes kids would maybe start to doubt their faith in, like, middle school or high school. It's younger now. It's younger. They're exposed to a lot of things. They're friends. Praise God that our community is so diverse. I love that. But they're also hearing a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the best things you can do is have an open dialogue with your your kids. Let them ask questions. If you don't know the answers, That's okay. Say it. I don't know. I'll (laughs) ask someone. One of my favorite resources is GotQuestions.org. It has like over 6,000 questions answered that are biblically based. Mm -hmm. It is a great resource. But have that open dialogue. If your kid's not ready to make that decision, that's okay. God's pursuing them. If they have faith questions, God's pursuing them. So I would say have that open dialogue. Let them talk about issues that they're having at school, at home, but also be protective of how much they're exposed to, regardless if it's pandemic or not. Um, just be careful about what you expose them to because there's no mistake that Jesus talks about having a childlike faith. Let them enjoy their childhood. Right. Let them, right. you know, and try to foster that as much as you can and have, just have the space where they know I can come to mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle. I can come to them and ask hard questions.
0: And a big thing we see also with kids is when a kid asks a question, go to God's word. Mm-hmm. Like, read God's word for that answer. I think a lot of times we go, oh yeah, the, the you know, um, I used to get told like thunder and lightning was God bowling. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it sent this image in my mind. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's great. And it, it makes, I guess it brings me comfort, but it really doesn't. And it, we, we talk in, in such a way of making God into this like animated character. Almost. Mm-hmm. And and I think one of the things we need as parents is we need to read God's word. Like when a kid asks a question, that's why I love God. Uh, Got questions? Mm-hmm. Uh, website is because it goes back to God's word. Yes, and so reading God's word and showing them where your truth comes from—not just your brain or, yes. oh, my dad's so wise. No, he he reads God's word, and yes. God is wise. And so you're projecting that back to God instead of just making it, I'm the great one.
1: Yes, and you know, as a church, we love to come alongside you, uh, mm-hmm. parents and loved ones, and resource you, resource you. But you are the child's number one disciple maker. Absolutely, they see their parents' faith. And so when they see you serving, when they see you worshiping, when they see you praising God, raising, reading God's word, that is the number one disciple maker, tool that you have. You, parents, I'm so proud of you. You have the biggest tool. I'm just here to help. Like, I want to, I'm praying for you, I love you guys, but it's in your hands. And you know what? God gives you that, um, that gift. And so, you know, just like God sent his son um, to, because he loves us so much. God has given you these children because yeah. He wants you to love Him but instill that love in your children. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's a good word. And you, you have resources. What, are, what is like the primary resource you would you would say parents need to really look at during sure. this time? What is you know one?
1: what? One of my favorites is called christianparenting.org and it's through okay. the Denison Forum. And um, Jim Denison is a former pastor in the area. But just, and, and Chris, I know you would say so because he was one of your professors. Yeah, you. he's amazing. Probably one of the, wisest Christian men I've ever
0: he's very thought provoking and he he doesn't just have one side he really looks at the whole yes. gamut of everything to show you what it is and here's the biblical truth. Yeah
1: he can take culture and put it in the biblical Absolutely. worldview. And so ChristianParenting.org dot is, org is, is part of that ministry. And it is rich of just current stuff anxiety, um, step parenting, like all these things that are prevalent in our in our world but I would say There was one, and I won't mention it because I want to be respectful of this, this resource, but it used to be a Christian parenting ministry. And I have been so discouraged because there's nothing Christian Mm -hmm. about their Mm posts anymore. There's no point to Christ. There's no scripture. And so I would say parents be careful about sometimes the parenting resources that you look at. Um, It should be pointing to the gospel. Absolutely. And um, if it's not, then it's just a resource. You know, it's just another self-help thing. Guys, we have the God's Word. We have the best self-help book that you can ever have. So like you said, point back to God's Word. But yeah, ChristianParenting.org is number one.
0: And we'll put that in the show notes, the link to that. And we'll also put it on our website so that parents can check that out. Because it it's so crucial. Because I think resources for kids, you can Google and it has biblical, like, context to it yeah but it doesn't really have biblical scripture Mm -hmm. and that's key Uh, you know i we grew up with that with a chicken foot, chicken soup for the soul or whatever (laughs) and it was like oh this is really good but it's not biblical principles Mm -hmm. it and that's something i think as a church we've got to really just get into is it's got to be firmly like scripture Mm -hmm. and tell me where it's coming from Mm -hmm. because i think we take things out of context and we make it in and especially with children Everybody's trying to grab their attention, and mm-hmm. so we're not—we're just giving out good, like little fables or something mm-hmm. like that. And, and we're also, as a church, sometimes uh, you know, people—you hear people as long as my kid is morally good, yeah. And it's got to be biblical.
1: Yep, yep. Character traits are great, but um you know, everything, every curriculum, everything we do needs to be in the lens of the gospel Absolutely. and at Christ.
0: So I could talk for another 45 minutes. We should have like episode two, you know, 3.5 with Lisa. And we're definitely going to bring you back on and talk more because I would love to talk more about just how we can reach so many different areas that you're passionate about. And so we're going to end this with a question. So we've done this with all the staff members so far. So pick a number between one and three. 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 All right. If you were an ice cream flavor, what would you be?
1: Ooh. I would be vanilla because it's delicious, but also vanilla. The thing about vanilla is you get to add all these different things oh, to it. Oh, there you go. To make it, you. So you want to have all these different sides, all these different things in your life. So I don't want to just be a vanilla. I want to like feel, I want to have my hands in a little bit of everything. So vanilla. is nice. it, it Accompanying these things
0: it adds and enhances yes. like with a brownie. Oh, it's incredible. Now you got me hungry. Now It's, it's almost lunchtime. So we're going to, I'm going to have to go get a brownie with ice cream. Um, I'm trying to lose weight because that is my <laughs> pandemic issue of uh, just eating a lot. Um, so Lisa, thank you so much. Um, thank you. I think one of the things that I want our church to know is names are important. Mm-hmm. Um, you are so gifted at that and, and it makes people see that you know them. And so when you see Lisa, one of the things that I want you to be encouraged by is, is go and find out who's who, what their name across the rotunda is. Mm-hmm. Go and meet new people. Like, I think churches, we just come and we don't do that. And you are so good at going across the room to meet new people. And they need to be in that example too. And so you inspire us as a staff to do that all the time. Like we're in amazement. Like I, I when I say amazement... <laughs> I'm literally amazed like she will pop out names and then go through the ancestry tree all the way back (laughs) to like when Allen was founded and so it's just really amazing. Lisa thank you so much. Thank you and you know
1: if I could close with any I would just say God knows your name. He knows everything about you and he loves you and so that's what we want to be at FECL and we want to do the same thing. We want to know you and know that you're
0: Awesome. And and again, we're going to do more episodes of these. Um, Jimmy Smith is going to be up next and we're looking forward to not only meeting the staff, but we're going to have a couple of topics coming up, especially in October. And um, if you want to be a part of Lisa's Bible study, you can check it out online. Um, if you want to be a part of anything coming up, I mean, we have a fam jam coming up October 31st. Matter of fact, this is breaking news. 30th. Like, October 30th, October 30th. <laughs> October 30th, hear that out, but that's breaking news. Like, I don't even think that's gone out yet. So fam jam October 30th, it's going to be two to four o'clock. Yep. And, um, we also have a couple of things coming up this, uh, this uh, fall that we're kicking off. Wednesday nights are kicking off and we're doing Bible skills right now, right? Yeah, we just finished missions doing Bible skills. And so we have a lot of exciting things going on for the whole entire family. We want you to be a part of that. Check us out on the website and we look forward to talking to you uh, beyond Sunday. Have a good one.